Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We sure do talk about them. I am your co-host of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, Mark Blankenship. With me, as ever, is my sensational fulfillingness of my first finale, Sarah D. Bunting. (laughs) Hello. And... Here in episode 141, we have a song, Sarah, that you brought to the table. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your choice today? Uh, We felt like we had been um, mired in the 80s of late. So Mark brought us into the very recent past, one might even say the present. And then I decided to bring us even further back than the 80s to the 70s with Stevie Wonder uh, and the song, You Haven't Done Nothing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we have done 141 episodes. Mr. Wonder, is it? Get off my dick. Just kidding. Um, this song, I-, I didn't know really anything about it. Uh, I was familiar with it, obviously. Um, I think it's amazing and i would posit that stevie wonder invented the diss track (laughs) in the mid 70s and apparently directed it straight at richard nixon who resigned two days after this song came out let's hear a clip and then we can discuss Before um, looking this song up on the internet and uh, learning that it was directed at Richard Nixon, uh, my feeling was that this was basically an ex- the minutes of an extremely funky house meeting <laughs> at which Stevie Wonder and a couple of his other roommates were furious at, let's say, uh, Marlon Jackson. <laughs> for failing to do because that is the Jackson five who he calls out by name. You can almost hear it in that clip. And then they are um, singing uh, back up on the chorus. Uh, I just love the idea that it's like, look, um, Marlon Jackson, either you're going to start doing some dishes or you're going to get the fuck out signed <laughs> the committee in penthouse three F the F stands for funky. Cause when we look um, at our chore wheel, 
we see that you haven't done nothing. Yeah, you haven't done nothing. And then, like, cut to Jermaine, like, grumbling, taking out the trash, and there's, like, a hole in the bottom of the bag, and garbage juice is leaking out, and um, Stevie Wonder's like, uh, dude, you want to clean that up? That is uh, not the point of the track, but it is still just an amazing document of mid-70s funk. That horn track is amazing. And I urge you, listeners, to find the album cover of this single, um, by which I was impregnated yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Little Stevie will be coming along in about eight and a half or nine months, and uh, you won't be able to look directly at this child because it will be so hot. Like, seriously, he is so 70s and hot on this album cover, and it's just a hot break. I don't have a ton to say about it. I kind of wish it weren't the Jackson 5 on it, because yeah. like everything with the Jacksons is just ruined, and I'm still in the middle of that interminable Strange Life and Death of Michael Jackson book, in which like 200 pages have been spent on probate wrangling by fucking Randy and Jermaine. It's just depressing. Um, but Stevie Wonder's still okay, right? We haven't had to cancel him. As far as I know, he's considered a living icon that everyone hopes will never die. Okay, thank God. Um, so, yeah, Mark, are you familiar with, A, this song, B, this general period of Mr. Wonder's output, and C, what are your thoughts? My Stevie Wonder knowledge for songs that were released before the 80s when I was just listening to music anyway is limited to the Stevie Wonder definitive collection that I purchased many years ago and enjoyed Mm. and still enjoy. And I must admit that I had never listened carefully enough to this song to clock what it was about. But then sometime in the last few years, I was reading about pop music that is protesting either George W. Bush or Trump, somebody. And it was the article I was reading mentioned something about this being perhaps the most political number one song. Oh, that's what it was. Donald Glover as Childish Gambino last year had a number one song called This Is America. Oh, it's so good. And the thing I was reading about that song said this might be the most overtly political number one song since Stevie Wonder took down Richard Nixon and You Haven't Done Nothing. And I was like, he did? What? So then I went yeah, back and I was didn't listening. know that either. And I went back and was listening, really looking at the lyrics, and I was like, oh, shit, it's not even veiled. He's like, you're a sack of shit. (laughs) I don't give a shit about you. You're stupid. Other people make your choices for you. It also could seriously, without any lyrical changes, be about our current president. Yes. But it was really exciting once I realized what the song was about because there's no better weapon than bomb-ass funk. Like, you know what? Not only am I a genius, I'm pointing my genius at you, motherfucker. And I love that he chose the tempo and energy of this song to make his point rather than saying, singing something that was more maudlin. Because getting people up and dancing and feeling alive is such a great rebuke to a political leader who you feel like is crushing people. Yeah, and who had an enemies list that was long and that Stevie Wonder perhaps smelling that the end was nigh, but like, regardless, like the song comes out and then two days later, Nixon resigns there. There's really no correlation, but obviously Stevie wonder is still, 
is like working on this song, writing it, noodling it, setting up the recording of it months before. Right. So like wherever he is in that timeline, he doesn't know if like a file is going to be opened on him. Certainly there's even by that point, and I was like, whatever, a year old when this is going on. But like, we we know way more about what a fucking disgusting racist Nixon was now than we did then. But there was plenty of evidence to suggest that um, many forces in the United States government were arrayed against African Americans who said shit about shit. And Stevie Wonder was like, well, they're not going to come after a fucking blind guy. Fuck you. And she just like <laughs> went after, and that he got the Jacksons to do it too is amazing. So, yeah. And if you were think about it, it's in a way a huge coup that the Jackson five are on this song because they were not political. They were, they were the group that everyone could enjoy while the temptations mm-hmm. are getting political while Stevie wonder and Marvin Gaye are getting political. I don't have the deepest knowledge of the Jackson five Jackson's canon, So maybe I'm forgetting some things, but their songs were mostly about dancing and alphabets. Well, Ben was about Ben Franklin. So <laughs> just <laughs> or, kidding. <laughs> or a rat in that movie. Willard who can yes. say, <laughs> actually we can definitively say, that it was yes. about a rat. <laughs> yes, actually, it's true. Um, but oh. I just think that it's cool that he got the Jackson 5 on here as well. And I think this song is timeless. It is so good. It feels thrilling to hear it now. It, I'm sure it was thrilling to hear it then. I love going into the liner notes for the song and seeing that Stevie Wonder not only was the lead vocalist and sole songwriter, but also played something called a clavinet. He mm-hmm. played hi-hats, crash cymbal, keyboard horns and did the drum programming meaning this is a stevie wonder joint from top to fucking bottom yeah uh i will also add my um itunes on my laptop just like started shuffling every because i searched for stevie wonder in itunes and then it just shuffled everything that had come up so the next thing up was boogie on reggae woman which is like a song that is so smurfy that it almost makes me uncomfortable but then it's also like an excellent song um and which is on the same album as this song they're both on fulfilling this's first finale yes and then it played yester me yester you yesterday which i think we talked about in our top songs of 1967 maybe we did that sounds familiar i i know we've talked about it at some point but the this is a very short song in which his vocal is just like, it is the sound of a heart breaking and then being put back together. He is just an amazing musician and genius. Um, And I just sort of drifted off in like Stevie wonder shuffle for like 20 minutes. Like I had plenty of other shit to do. (laughs) And I was just sitting there contemplating, like I got to be alive at the same time as this person. But for most of my life, he has still been getting clocked for, I just called to say, I love you. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Like fair. That's a, that's a good shooting. That song, uh, like, I remember that song. I was sentient when that song was at the top of the charts. And, like, sir, you, you have some uh, you have some 
things to make up for with that song. But uh, yeah, he like he is just amazing. And this song is, it seems very simple. Um, you haven't done nothing. It seems very like elemental. And in fact, there's not a ton of, li- there's just like two verses, right? And two choruses. And then it's just um, rage and yeah. horns. And, and, and ad-libbing. But it's very, like, it's just expertly done. It's extremely professionally built, but not so much that the emotion is not still um, the the top, like the first thing that you feel and the last thing that you feel. Um, it, I mean, it's an amazing song and just fun to listen to. And um, like having fantasies about playing it for like, I don't know, various colleagues who are always napping under their desks. <laughs> like it has it has many uses i feel and again it's so valuable in a chore wheel situation <laughs> indeed well it seems like the funky days they're back again funky funky days they're back again and we're in vogue again before the gurkhas get called up again Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastass. And as always, thank you for listening. Many roads we couldn't climb. But once again, the name of the game is funky and it's funky again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.